third chapter, verses four through seven. Several years ago, when I was doing a Bible study, and I announced to the group that we were going to be uh, studying Titus. It's one of Paul's letters that he wrote to one of his uh, uh, disciples, one of his folks that he was trying to train up in ministry. Anyway, I told him we were going to be studying Titus, and uh, a couple of them said, is that in the Bible? And uh, indeed, Titus is in the Bible. At least I hope it is, because that's what I'm going to be reading from this evening. It's not a typical Christmas Eve reading, but I think it says a great deal about what we celebrate this, uh, this Christmas Eve and every Christmas Eve. So hear these words from the third chapter, beginning with verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but according to His mercy. Through the water of rebirth, baptism, and renewal by the Holy Spirit. This Spirit He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. So that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That is God's good news to us this evening. And it's good news that that we announce, that we want to hear. So as Scott read the Christmas story from Luke, angels announced good news that Christ was born in the city of David in Bethlehem. And from Nancy's reading of the incarnation from the Gospel of John, we heard that God has done something extraordinary in the birth of Jesus Christ. Everything you see around you this evening, the evergreens, the nativity, the advent wreath, the Christ candle, the Christmas tree, all the things that are part of this, the poinsettias, all that is our attempt to announce good news, to express what God has done through Jesus Christ. To try to capture that. Well, our temptation during Christmas is to announce something about ourselves sometime. I was thinking about our Christmas tree at home. You probably have similar ornaments on your Christmas tree. And we've got ornaments on our Christmas tree that that say something about us. So, we've been to Turkey Run. And we've got a Christmas ornament for Turkey Run. We've been to uh, places like Niagara Falls over the years. We've got one of those on the tree. And we've got one. I went to Gettysburg. Who in the world would have thought they sold Christmas ornaments at Gettysburg? But they do. So we've got one of those on the tree. And one of the other things that we have amongst all these different things about us that, that kind of tell something about our story One of the things we we have are angels that have our names on them. 
And, and some years ago, we began a, I don't know that we began the competition, but we got into a competition as to who could hang their angel highest on the tree. And uh, I've got every confidence this year, since uh, we don't have as many family around as, as we usually do with those angels with their names on them. It's, it's just me and Scott and Nancy, and right now I'm at the top of the tree. <laughs> and I know that Scott likes to sleep in, so I got a good chance, even if he puts his ahead of mine, I can get his down and put mine up tomorrow morning. We say something about us. But let me suggest to you something else about, about the story that, that perhaps we tell through ornaments that we put on the Christmas tree, that the things that, that are about us. They're also about what God has done for us. Uh, because all those things remind us of, of God's gifts to us. You know, the gifts of being able to, to go places. The gift of being able to uh, be with family and to have friends. And to look at those various and different things and be reminded. Even, even a train from, uh, you know, ornament from, that reminds us that we are Purdue fans or, or have graduated from Purdue. That there's something that God has done in that. You know, we don't divorce our lives from God's activity in our life. God's presence in our life. So... Even though those things may be largely about our story, they're also about God's story. What God is doing and has done in our lives. It's an opportunity for us to look and say thank you. Thank you, God, for what you have done through Christ Jesus. Everything that we do here and the readings that we've had this evening and the extraordinary music that we've had announce something extraordinary about what God has done. So what's God up, up to now in our world and in our life? We could use some extraordinary. We need some peace and goodwill. We need some evidence. We need, we need uh, to see God present and active. We need some extraordinary. I'm reminded of uh, something that happened to me many years ago. Before I ever went uh, into ministry or went to seminary, I worked for the YMCA in, in Atlanta. And I was a community program director at South DeKalb YMCA. We had an initiative that we were going to do where we were going to go into uh, housing projects in the Atlanta area near our YMCA and, and try to encourage parents, children to come to summer camp and to let them know that they could come at no cost and, and let them know that that, that was uh, something that we felt was, was something important that parents could do for their kids. So to kind of motivate us in our uh, attempt to, to go out and venture out into places that we didn't normally go, uh, we had a minister that came and spoke to us. And I remember one thing that he said very clearly. can't remember most of, of anything else, but I remember this one thing. He said to us, 
when you go into the places that you're about to go, you'll most likely be the only Bible that these folks will have read. You'll be the only, perhaps the only good news that they're going to hear today. And uh, one of my buddies that was sitting near me, we looked at each other and, and kind of said, well, wow, there's, there's no pressure in that, is there? <laughs> what can we do? What is God calling us to do, asking us to do? Well, as quickly as I asked that question, and maybe when you ask that question, as quickly as I asked the question, God, what are you up to? What do you want me to do? There are a bunch of things that spring to my mind. Good words. Love God. When I ask that question, God, what, what do you want me to do? Love God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. Remember an eye, an eye, eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Revenge doesn't work. Reconcile. Forgive each other. Try to restore relationships. If somebody needs a coat, give them one. If somebody needs you to walk a mile with them during a troubled time in their life, walk it. And if you need to go the extra mile with them, go that mile. Forgive others as God has forgiven you. Stop going around trying to fix other people. Look at yourself first. And work on your own faults and weaknesses. Ask God to help you with that. Ask, and you will receive. As far as it depends on you, make peace with your brother or sister. Don't hold grudges. And, and oh, by the way, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, that's extraordinary. That's what the Son, the Savior, that's what Jesus says to us. The angels announce that God has done something extraordinary. Titus, uh, the book of Titus, the letter to Titus captures that. Paul says God's done, done something extraordinary for us. Something that we can never earn and didn't earn. God's come to us. Emmanuel, in Jesus Christ. See, what would your life become if you lived the good news? What might the world become if we, the church, lived the good news? I suspect it might be something extraordinary. The, amount, the announcement, the good news has been made for us, given to us this day. A Savior has come. The Messiah has been born. And He's given us extraordinary things to do. He's asked, to become, asked us to become extraordinary. To become followers, believers, and a loving God revealed to us by a loving Savior. On this Christmas Eve, we join with the angels to praise, proclaim, 
pray. To remember the words that Paul wrote to a, a good friend of his who was asking perhaps the same question. What is it? What is it? that I can say. And Paul says, remember that the goodness and loving kindness of God, our, our Savior appeared. He saved us. Not because of anything that we've done, but according to His mercy, according to His grace. That's good news. That's extraordinary. Christ has come. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Goodwill among all people. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we, we thank you that done extraordinary things in our life. You've given us extraordinary blessing. And Lord, as we have opportunity, God, guide us, direct us, protect us when we need that protection. Lord, help us give ourselves over to you. Lord, let us ask you, ask knowing we'll receive, ask you to do something extraordinary with our lives because you want to do something extraordinary in our lives through Christ Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me invite you to stand as you